Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 70. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you had an amazing holiday. Whatever it was that you did, I am recording this actually before we leave for our Texas road trip. So it's kind of like this is a back to the future moment where I'm talking to you about the future. Um, But I am hoping that you had a great time doing whatever it is that made you feel good. I hope you're able to bring your higher self into it, whether that meant staying home and watching movies alone or being with a huge group of people or seeing your parents or any of that type of stuff. You know, the other day I was thinking a lot about accountability and how to be there for the people that you love because my really good friend kind of called me out on something (laughs) that I did that hurt their feelings and they were a little bit disappointed. And you know what? It had been such a long time since I felt like I had made that type of mistake to a friend. Um, And at first, you know, I got a little bit like defensive internally thinking, oh, well, you know, it's not my fault, blah, 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 all that kind of story. And then my higher self came in and and was just like, this really isn't about right or wrong. This is about being a witness to this person's feelings and making them valid and really hearing them out. And so I kind of took a deep breath, let go of my defenses and really listened really, really hard. And I started to see, okay, yes, that was a mistake. And I was able to apologize and to be really accountable in that way. And it kind of made me think, you know, if I had been in a different place, I could totally justify in my own mind um, why maybe they were wrong in their perspective and I was right. And what would that have solved? You know, what would that have really accomplished? And sometimes when we have conflicts in our life and we want to channel in our higher self, we really have to remember, okay, what is the goal here? 
Is the goal to be right? Is the goal to win an argument? Is the goal to make ourselves feel like we can't do anything wrong? Or is the goal love? Because if the goal is love, it's not about right or wrong. It's about making somebody else feel seen and creating a space where both people are safe to share their experience. And that really is the difference in relationships because we all have our own truth. You are bringing a completely different set of trauma, conditioning, needs into every single space that you walk into. And sometimes that stuff is not going to align with another person. But that doesn't mean that you are right and the other person is wrong. It means that you have an opportunity to learn from each other's experience and to expand your consciousness and your willingness to bring love to that situation. And that's really how we create these bonds. And that's how we grow in the intimacy in our relationships too, because we actually make each other feel safe enough to be ourselves, feel safe enough to be authentic, to be honest, you know, when we're feeling hurt. And it really, really creates a really beautiful connection. And I think a couple of years ago, I don't know if I would have been able to react in the same way. And I guess I just wanted to share that story because I do feel really proud of myself for having that type of inner growth affect my relationship with this person in that way. And I'm just so grateful that I was able to do that because I think that they feel much better and I feel much better and we're just even closer now. And it's just, just warms my heart. So I just wanted to share that because I know this stuff is not easy to navigate all the time and I'm doing it with you. You know, I'm having my own personal stuff too. And doing this podcast has actually really been a great teaching for me too, to hear all of your stories. I learn a lot in the process of answering these questions. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's get to the questions. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I first want to start off by saying that I just discovered and adore your podcast. I wanted to reach out because I'm currently dealing with a lot in my life. I'm a senior in college. I want to go to graduate school to get my license in clinical social work to become a therapist. I'm in therapy. I want to move out of my emotionally draining and toxic household. I want to find a job after college. I want to do so many things and I worry that it won't work out for me. I grew up very low income, so resources and money wise it's tough. I want to be the best version of myself that I can be, but how can I do that when I have so many people in my corner who rely on me? I love my siblings and cats so much, and the thought of one day leaving them all behind brings me to tears. I would love your advice if you can give me any. Thank you. Hi, Angela. First of all, congratulations on your senior year in college. That is such an accomplishment. And I think it's wonderful that you have all these goals that you want to get your license in social work and become a therapist. That really sounds like it's your calling and all of your experiences in life, good and bad, have led you to this path, have led you to this moment to wanting to help people, to realizing that you want to keep moving forward and evolving in your life. All of your experiences have given you the insight to know what people need because you've been through similar things. And that is what our higher purpose looks like. When we make a decision to follow our higher selves to new places and new challenges, becoming fearful is a natural response because we feel so much more comfortable in the things that we already know. 
but staying comfortable isn't necessarily healthy. And the best thing that you can do for your siblings is to set an example of someone courageously following their path. You are not leaving them behind. You are not abandoning them. You are inspiring them. You're taking care of yourself so you can be a better sibling to them. You are learning new skills, gaining new wisdom, and evolving into your highest potential. You said you want to be the best version of yourself. Well, the truth is you are already that person, right? What's happening is that you are uncovering that part about yourself more and more as you grow and evolve. You are already your best self. It's really just about expanding your perspective to see that. Your siblings are so lucky to have someone like you in their life. And I know thinking about all of the things that you want to accomplish, like moving out and being able to afford to get your license and getting a job is so overwhelming, but it's really about taking it one step at a time. Make a plan, weigh your options. What about grants? What about reaching out to other people who could have some kind of perspective or maybe hooking you up with the job? Look at your calendar, see what's actually doable. And trust me, I know leaving your cat, who is like the love of your life, I love my cat so much, feels scary too. But the love that you have for your animal will still be there. And your cat knows that you love that cat. And we can't, you know, hold ourselves back from our own evolution. Because what happens is we start to create resentment within ourselves towards the things that we're supposedly sacrificing for. So say, you know, you decide, okay, well, I really want to be there for my siblings, so I'm not going to do the things that will actually make me happy or the things that my heart is calling me to do because I need to be there for them. Over time, that could create a situation where you actually end up being unhappy and resentful towards them unconsciously, even though you really don't want to be like that. Because when we don't follow the path of our higher self, it's not like it just disappears. It's not like we can just ignore it. Eventually, it catches up with us. So what you can do is really try to plan and figure out the steps in order to do the things that are right for you. You are intelligent, passionate, giving, thoughtful, caring, and intuitive. You have everything going for you in terms of being able to reach your goals. You just have to accept that you deserve all of it and the universe will support you. You just have to accept that you deserve all of it and the universe will support you. So the next time all these anxieties and fears come up, of will I be able to do this? Just take a deep breath and say, take it one step at a time. I've got this. The following question is from an email. Hey bunny, I recently started listening to your podcast and I really resonate with your messages. I was wondering if you could help me understand a dilemma I've been having on my journey to self-improvement and healing. A little over a year ago, I was experiencing a lot of growth and I was beginning to feel more positive, peaceful, and connected to my higher self than I ever was before. I thought that I was ready to go out into the world on my own and build an amazing life. I moved out of my mom's house and back to my hometown, but throughout the past year, I feel 
like I've been beaten down so low and I can't seem to shake this negativity. I've slipped back into old habits and thought patterns that I thought I grew out of. I wanted to reconnect with old friends and make new friendships, but now I seem to be surrounded by conflict and drama. I try to love everyone, but... Sometimes people are hurtful. I feel exhausted and more alone now than ever. I know that everyone in my life is just a reflection of myself, but that only seems to make me feel more shame whenever I have a negative interaction with someone. For a while, I would say be positive and say affirmations whenever an obstacle appeared, but I think I ended up repressing a lot of emotions that ended up forcing themselves to the surface. I feel so much hate and resentment every day, and I don't want to feel like this anymore. How can I improve myself, my relationships, and get back to a healthy mindset? Hi, sweetheart. You know, it's totally part of the growth process to go through periods where we feel off our path. The fact that you have the awareness that there is another way to see this stuff is a testament to the work you've already done with yourself. Growth is like a spiral up and we end up returning to the issues we thought we were quote unquote done with because they are ready to be healed on another level of consciousness. The truth is this work is never really done because it's not about an end goal. It's a practice. It's just like if you haven't done yoga for a while, it takes a few classes for your muscle memory to kick in. It's the same for your spiritual growth. It sounds to me that moving back to your hometown might have brought up old habits because you are confronting aspects of your past. You seeing old friends, you're in your old environment, it makes sense that old thoughts and patterns come up too. The point isn't to totally get rid of the thoughts that are negative because honestly, that's not realistic. The point is to no longer be identified with them. We go through our days having countless number of thoughts, but we are not our thoughts. We are the awareness behind them. And when we judge ourselves or shame ourselves for having certain thoughts, it only gives them more power. Having negative or judgmental thoughts does not mean there is something wrong with you, but believing there is something wrong with you will only continue the cycle of negative and judgmental thoughts, and soon that shame has taken you for a ride and months have gone by and you're like, wait, where am I? Like, I feel so off, so not myself, and that is because you have forgotten who you really are. You've gotten so identified with the thoughts, you forgot that within you is your higher self, the witness, the non-judgmental, self-compassionate, and patient presence of love that never left you. Your higher self has been there this whole time waiting for your recognition, waiting for you to come back home. It's true that what we see in others is a reflection of ourselves, but that just means if we aren't able to be compassionate with others, it's because we're not being compassionate with ourselves. If we judge others, it's because we're judging ourselves. It's not you that has to change. It's your perspective on how worthy you are. When you acknowledge that you have nothing to be ashamed about, you start to see people from the realization that they are also struggling to know their higher self too. And you can have compassion for the ways they have strayed from the path just like you. But that doesn't mean you have to like everyone. It doesn't mean you have to hang out with people that don't inspire the best in you. That doesn't mean your feelings can't be hurt. Remember, you are not an enlightened being just yet. We are not totally healed as people and we have to be sensitive to our wounds. 
we can't peel the bandage off before it's been completely healed. That's why just saying affirmations without having the self-compassion for your humanness can turn into repressed emotions. It's a balance. You can have feelings, emotions, and even negative thoughts without believing that they define you, without shaming yourself. I had a friend the other day call me when they were very upset because they had this encounter with a person they didn't get along with, like they unexpectedly ran into this person. And they weren't able to be non-judgmental and they felt a lot of anger and they called me like this happened the day before and I can't let this go. I want to be compassionate to this person, but I'm really struggling. And I was like, babe, it's been 12 hours. You know, you're allowed to have those feelings. It won't last forever. Shaming yourself for not being able to hire self it right away just makes it worse and creates even more resentment towards that person, actually. So I told them, you can be angry if you need to. And right away, they felt so much better. And right away, they actually felt a lot less angry because they had been adding this extra layer of pain onto the situation by judging themselves for it. You have the power to curate your environment to the most supportive environment for your spiritual growth and self-compassion. And knowing what you want to keep and what needs to go is something only you can answer. You're doing great, babe. Just let yourself off the hook. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, Bunny. Uh, my name is Emily. I am currently a senior in college. And I'm really into, like, astrology and all, all these sorts of things, um, so just to try to find meaning. Um, but something that I've been really struggling with lately has been motivation. I feel like for the past couple of months, at least, I've kind of been on autopilot and, like, not fully, you know, being present not being motivated to do anything and kind of, even though there are consequences to me not doing, say, an assignment, I kind of am just weighing my options of, like, I mean, the consequence isn't that bad, so I'm just not going to do it. Like, my motivation has been so low, and I was wondering if there was any way that I could bring my higher self into this and kind of, you know, be more motivated in a sense in regards to my higher self. Thank you. I love your podcast. Bye. I think it's totally okay to not feel motivated all the time. To go through phases where doing what we need to do just feels hard. Maybe we're tired. Maybe we don't feel inspired. Maybe we're just over the whole routine. You are a senior in college, so there's a bit of senioritis. You're almost out of there, though. And to be honest, I don't think there's anything wrong with weighing the consequences of doing something or not doing something. Like it's okay to not do the thing every once in a while. But if you're calling into this podcast about it, obviously has become more than once in a while. So I would ask yourself, what is it that you totally want? 
What's really important to you? What are your priorities? You are in charge of your choices. Your higher self wants you to make the choice that will actually bring you the most joy, not in the short term, but the long term. What choice best reflects the love and acceptance you have for yourself? Sometimes we don't do the things we're supposed to do because there's a part of us that doesn't feel worthy of the benefit of doing those things. Self-sabotage is a way to always stay in the same place, to be able to predict the outcome of your choices. If you never try, if you never seek more, then you don't have to confront the idea that you deserve more. You don't have to confront the idea that having more could also mean losing it too. You don't have to be vulnerable in that way. So you settle for what is familiar and maybe being in the last year of college, there's some underlying fear about being done and what that means and looks like for you. And so not really trying hard anymore has kind of become this comfort like, oh, well, it's not a big deal anyway, right? You know, one of my biggest regrets about college is that I was kind of checked out. I was so caught up in my relationship drama and I just really wasn't present. I missed class a lot. I was late a lot. And you know, I was young and it's okay. Like I'm not beating myself up about it. But if I had to redo it, I would want to see how much I could learn with that opportunity because it really is a privilege to be able to have that experience. And maybe this is a personal preference, but I want you to be able to experience it to the fullest too. Even the hard parts, even the annoying parts, because you will grow from all of it. So the next time you're kind of like, I don't feel like doing something right now, remember this feeling where you are upset that you didn't actually do the thing. Say, well, I don't feel like doing that, but do you really feel like later feeling bad about not doing it? You know, this is about long-term thinking. And it's, that's just what we have to do when we grow up and emotionally mature. We have to make choices that are more about the long term, not about just feeling better in the moment. So bring in some of that gratitude for the opportunity to be able to do the stuff. Give yourself a proper amount of rest so you don't get burnt out. And enjoy the rest of your time in college. Wishing you all the best. Hi, Benny. I'm sorry I've called in so many times because I feel like I just have so many questions and I'm just going to leave this one here. Um, I guess my question is, I have experienced depression for the first time in a way that was recognizable to me during the pandemic and I'm still not really on the other side of it. Like, I just still feel really run down on energy. I don't have the same energy that I used to, to like get up and just manage as many things as I used to. And between work and life and personal relationships and family and all this stuff, like all that stuff is still happening. I still don't feel like I have the same energy level. Like I'm still having to manage all that stuff, even though I feel more depleted than kind of I ever have. And it's hard. At the same time, I struggle with feeling a lot of shame, like a lot of shame about life situations that I feel like I don't have the energy to deal with. Um, and I know, like, I should just be kind to myself, but at the same time, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how to be, 
like I know like, oh, like check in with yourself, go take a bath if you're not feeling well or, you know, exercise or what do you need in this moment? Like I do all those things, but at the end of the day, like I still feel full of shame and just suck. And I don't really know what to do about it. Um, I feel really lost. I feel really stuck and I feel like a sense of like, what is this supposed to teach me in my higher journey? Like, or my higher self journey. I just feel really lost. Thanks. Babe, there is nothing shameful about feeling depressed or tired or overwhelmed. You are a human being and the pandemic isn't over. Nor have we even been able to fully process the fact that so much has changed about how we live our lives, how we relate to one another, how we stay safe. You are not alone in the fact that you feel you can't do as much as you used to. Let's face it, the past two years have been traumatizing. Like we have been holding on so much. It wouldn't be natural to not be changed by this. And our changes are showing up in different ways. Some people feel exhausted. Some people have quit their jobs. Some have left their spouses. Some are sick. Some have lost loved ones. Some have had a spiritual awakening. Some don't even know what to do or think right now. But I have to tell you that guilting and shaming yourself for feeling depleted is making you so much more exhausted. It's actually not the feelings you're having that's the problem. It's your judgment of your own feelings. It's making them wrong and making yourself wrong for having them. There is nothing wrong with you. I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder years ago, and I went through this phase of first feeling better because I could better understand what I was going through, like it had a name. And then I went through a phase where I identified so much with that diagnosis that it became who I thought I was. Like, oh, I'm this mentally ill person, the depressed person, the person who cannot function normally. It took me a while to realize, no, I'm not my depression. I am my higher self. And depression is a feeling and experience that is temporary, even if it is cyclical. And when I started becoming less identified with being depressed, it helped me not see every aspect of my life through that lens. I could focus more on what I was doing, not what I wasn't able to do. I focused on self-compassion, patience with myself, and being proud of myself for every day that I got through. So yes, what you are going through sucks, and this pandemic sucks. And it would be totally amazing if we could just fucking end it and we could have the energy that we want all the time but we're not there yet so we have to cope we accept the situation for what it is and also not let it define us we adjust our expectations we have for what we can do we put rest and not doing anything on our list we cry when we feel like it we seek out help when we need it we go to therapy We focus on what we do have, the relationships that really matter to us. We focus on love. Being compassionate isn't just thinking new thoughts. It's making new choices too. It's doing things that bring us joy. It's doing the self-care stuff. You know, that's the one benefit about a lot of loss. You know, it often helps us remember what's really important. 
when we're not so distracted by all of life's pleasures, right? (laughs) When we're confronted with really difficult things, when we're confronted with our mortality, it can create an opening within ourselves where we actually have a much deeper experience of life and we actually become more self-compassionate. You know, that's why so many people actually find their higher selves when things go really wrong in their life and the suffering creates an opening within them. So we do things like telling the people we love how much we appreciate them more. We literally bring more love into our life and it becomes like an energetic solve to our wounds. We cannot and should not put pressure on ourselves to always have to be okay because a lot that is going on in the world is not okay. And we have to let ourselves feel that. We are all connected through our spirit. And just like when bad things happen, it gets us down. We also have to be open to letting the love around us lift us up too, because it really is everywhere. So when you're feeling depleted and when you're feeling depressed, what can be really helpful is having like a go-to affirmation. I remember when I would have like bouts of depression and it would kind of feel like a tunnel, like I was in a tunnel that I couldn't get out of. I would imagine a dark tunnel, but then I would imagine this light breaking through this dark tunnel and that light was love. So you can say to yourself, I am protected by love. I am safe. I am okay. This feeling is temporary. I am sending you so much love. And I know that this experience is just going to bring you to a deeper place of compassion and an even more intimate relationship with your higher self, even though it is really hard. You're doing a beautiful, beautiful job. We all are. And we all really need to be proud of ourselves for simply surviving a global pandemic. I mean, that is real. That is real. We're surviving and we're getting through it and we're doing our best to bring as much love in our life that we can. And that is absolutely enough. Well, that wraps up episode 70. Thank you so much for being here. I know when this episode comes out, it's going to be a few days before New Year's. So happy New Year's. I hope that you're going to be celebrating yourself and everything you've been through and all the ways in which you survived 2021. You're beautiful, and I just want you to keep letting your beauty and that light shine. Remember, all the healing of the world happens from the inside out. And you might not think that your outside world is really affected by how you feel about yourself, but it is. Your consciousness affects the consciousness of the entire world because we are actually one consciousness. So every time you love yourself, you're helping to awaken love on the planet, and that the most important job that you could have. That's really all that matters. That's when things change, is when we realize that we deserve it, and so does everybody else. Okay, I love you, and so does your higher self. Happy New Year, I'll see you next year, bye. EXO Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.